Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favourite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today we are continuing our Colour Theory series. This is the series where we take a deep look at each colour in the Digimon card game. We're looking at the aesthetics, the themes, and the mechanics of each colour, and we're trying to figure out how to get the most out of them. And to help me out, this week we are going to be joined by Dev's Utopia. But first... On Saturday, July 31st at 10am AEDT, that's Australian Time, Melbourne, or Friday, July 30th at 8pm, that's Eastern Standard Time, I'll be celebrating my birthday, it's my birthday, with another live stream, and this will be unlike our usual Booster Box opening stream, so this is going to be a bit of a grab bag of different kinds of content. I'm going to be giving you a detailed look at all of the decks that I have built that I currently play in the current Digimon format. That's one for each color. So we'll be looking at all six of the decks that I currently play. I'll be walking you through them and we will also be opening up some booster packs of special booster version 1.0 as a bit of a birthday celebration trying to break the Gallantmon curse and finally open a Gallantmon in a booster pack. Plus, time and technology permitting we may even get some time to play some games against some lucky viewers live on the stream. It's going to be great fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope you are too. So head over to twitch.tv slash EFMG on Friday, July 30th at 8pm. That's Eastern Time. Or Saturday, July 31st at 10am. That's Australian Eastern Time. I hope to see you all there. And for our main topic today, we are launching back into our Colour Theory series. This is the series where we take a deep and detailed look at each colour in the Digimon card game so we can learn a bit about how each of them work and hopefully make them really work well for us. And that's a really big job, so I'm inviting a series of, let's call them, guest lecturers on to help me out. And today, to help us out looking at the colour green, we have Dev from Dev's Utopia. Dev, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> What's it called? It's just I'm really enjoying just the idea that I was remembered. So, like, <laughs> of course, no, we've uh, yeah, we've chatted a little bit. I think we've played at least in one event that I remember. And uh, no, yeah, you beat me. I remember that. Like, <laughs> that's the main thing I remember. I think you beat me. Yeah. Uh, well, that that is memorable because that does not happen very oh, often. Yeah. <laughs> You got everything right. And I was like, man, dang, this is awkward. Like, <laughs> uh, we were like talking about your podcast. I was just like, oh, man, yo, you were for the Memory Gauge podcast. Then I got my ass whooped. And I was like, oh, wait. oh, I'm sorry. Am I not supposed to curse? No, that's, like, wait. that's so good. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, do you want to tell the listeners at home who may not know uh, a bit about the kind of stuff that you do with Digimon? Okay, yeah. So um, I'm more of a, like a competitive uh, player and I, it kind of also shows in my channel as well on Devgetopia on YouTube and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mainly upload deck lists whenever I, you know, actually come out good or I do like tournament reports mainly. Uh, if I win or come in top, in the top, uh, I of course upload a deck list and I try to focus more on like actual gameplay. So I, I have a series where it's called like um, 
what's it called rogue the rogue series where we only use rogue decks and i try to invite a lot of people out that and i also have uh my own podcast which is tamer talk where i basically just try to keep you guys up to date on everything digimon tcg so we go over uh jp reveals and then we also go over like what we've been going over recently more frequently at least is the en meta and how much it's changed from uh, jp and yeah that's mainly it I don't do too much. Uh, I don't make videos just to make videos. I have yeah. to. I always have like a little bit of a purpose, you know. No, I, I like that. It's always worth checking out when people are being purposeful like that. And having seen a couple of your a uh, couple of your videos, I would say to the listeners at home, definitely worth checking out. Uh, so we're talking about green today, and I did give you a choice of colors to um, to look at when I invited you on. So could you maybe tell everybody at home, what was it that drew you to green? Like, why did you pick green to have a look at in this way? Uh, green is my secondary color. Um, the second color that I focus more on, the, the color that I actually try to bling out when I play competitively. Uh, I My first color is blue. Mm-hmm. I, I like just drifted towards blue at the very beginning of this game's launch um, and bought like a lot of trial decks, etc. And then yeah. green was that color that I just surprised me and just immediately just took my attention as more and more stuff was revealed and as I saw more JP stuff and I just immediately just tried to buy as much green cards as possible and like just play the deck um, and I think it's you know it's also of course because like Izzy's my favorite character yeah. from um, Digimon 2 so it behind behind Matt so <laughs> behind Matt is Izzy um and like i just loved their their gimmicks too awesome well i'm glad that you mentioned izzy being your favorite color because the first thing i wanted to ask you about green um because it does play a bit of a role like we might think we're being super um you know analytical or whatever but i find that most of us will have a favorite color and often it will have to do with favorite characters and favorite digimon so if we're looking at green what are like the aesthetics and the digimon that you'll find in green so i mean if you pay attention to a lot of the card art and everything you're either in nature or you're just in the sky like uh like people don't really notice that but it's like yeah there's some action shots a lot of the action shots is the digimon either flying in the sky or in some kind of forest or in a desert, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of uh, and like, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't show, like, you know, it doesn't really show, like, any forest fires or anything like that and everything. It, it'll be, like, you'll see some trampled trees <laughs> at the very least, but you don't see, like, a lot of fire or, or any oceans or anything. You know, that's more, like, red and blue. It's mainly just, like, electricity and just, like, hand-to-hand combat or just guns. So, because Digimon is Digimon. So, yeah. Or guns. <laughs> Just chuck a bunch of guns on there. That's a Digimon. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, specifically so... the Digimon that would turn up then, if we've got kind of this nature sky theme. So, yeah, no, like, if if the Digimon has, like, any form of just jetpack or propulsion system, <laughs> anything, they will be in the sky. Nice. Uh, of course, like, Tentamon and Palmon... Uh, being their digivolution line are the main like reasons for this of course you got the hercules copterimon all this other stuff and you know for a fact because they got wings they can fly their action shots are going to be using either electricity they're going to be in the air yeah 
Uh, and then like the Palmon line, there's a lot of flower petals as they be in the air or be on the ground. There's a lot of flowers and just gardens near them. Um, and then of course, like those are the main, because you know, the part of me, part of me knows for a fact that they're mainly focusing on like the very first series of Digimon. It's, yeah. it's all mainly about the uh, first few tamers, not about the uh, sequel series, but of course you got Terriermon line being like that secondary. Don't forget about me. <laughs> uh, Cause like, you know, Mega Gargomon and stuff is still there, but not as prominent as uh, Tentamon and Palmon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, that's such a shame that Terriermon is like a secondary guy because I love Terriermon. I love that whole, line there's something about just a yeah. big beefy like armored rabbit that really speaks to me yeah know you know you think it's cute until they have a gun in your face you know <laughs> like <laughs> and that's it that's digimon gotta love it gotta love it but yeah no like i think it's like i don't know it's like Ter- terrymon only has one digivolution line and you don't see him in a lot of other stuff you just mainly like it's you'll see a lot of tentamon you'll see a lot of palamon and that's because of the, you know, like uh, the not favoritism, but it's like, you know, they, they have a clear goal of reaching the nostalgia, the nostalgia button. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just getting that first series. Um, and then, you, of course, you know, you'll see some other like flower related Digimon and everything. But it's just, you know, it's the equivalent of like why you see Agumon in red so much. Yeah. You can easily make that meme about Tentamon and Talmon and Green, like, oops, all Tentamon. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I think we've got a few of them now from memory. Now, yeah. <laughs> now, thanks <laughs> to the trial deck, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, so, moving on from the aesthetics now, mechanically, when we're looking at Green, what are kind of the main things that Green is trying to do in a game? Uh, you know, the key words that really come in handy with green is digisorption. Uh, so green already has, like, compared to all the other colors and everything, it's easy to digivolve and it's cost effective. Like, I don't know how to say it completely. Like, it's cost effective to digivolve. But yeah, no, digisorption really helps that. Uh, you know, digisorption being like a Digimon can like decrease their digivolution costs by whatever numbers indicated. Uh, on Digisorption, and they can suspend a Digimon in the battle area to just basically either just Digivolve for free or just Digivolve for, like, a cheaper cost. Yeah. Um, and, like, if it's not Digisorption, they're either Digivolving from, like, a level 3 to a level 4 just for one. There's rare... It's rare to see Digivolution of, like, 2 or higher when it comes to from going from Rookie to Champion. Uh, the higher digivolution costs really like shine more at the very like level six, like the uh, oh my gosh, is it ultimate? That's level six. Uh, I, I think I'm going crazy. Uh, depends whether you're looking at English or Japanese. I think because in Japanese, mega, yeah, it's different. But mega for English is level six. Yeah, mega for English. Yeah, yeah. When you're going to mega, that's where the high cost digivolution goes. Yeah. But like, it's easy to to uh, memory choke with green because everything else is just like really cheap, cheap digivolution cost. Um, and then, you know, a lot of other things is like piercing is a really cool keyword for green. I mean, like I know other colors have piercing, but I feel like green does it better. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. 
Um, and like, you know, attacking a Digimon and still doing the security check is really cool, especially now that we have the promo Grand Koagumon that gives the plus security attacks. Um, it's something they did from like set 1.0, it's just having Pearson attacking uh, your, you know, your opponent's boss monster or uh, stopping them from getting to boss monster by just punishing them for trying to overextend. Yeah. Um, that's really important in grain, the control aspect. Um, and like the major thing too is just suspension, like suspending your opponent's Digimon with just multiple different effects. Like I feel like if it wasn't for Gigi's Eruption, sus- like just having cards that just say suspend would be even more and yeah. more prevalent in grain. It was like that was their first gimmick, I think. In my in my head, suspending your opponent's Digimon was like the first gimmick they just settled on, and then they eventually introduced Digisorption and tried to go on from there. But it was just like, yeah, like there's almost roughly, I would say, like five good cards that just suspend Digimon just because you want them to. So. Yeah, and that can vary from cards that will suspend them just long enough that you then attack, usually with piercing or at least with something really, really big so you can take out your opponent's Digimon that way. Or green does have some effects as well that keep stuff suspended even on your opponent's turn, I've noticed, which uh, really slows you down when you're not ready for it. And then even the uh, returning cards to the bottom of the deck, which also really hurts in this game, especially since you can't shuffle your deck. There's not a lot of... I don't think there's any cards that make you shuffle your deck. No, once something's on the bottom, it's it's gone. It's it's gone. You're not seeing that unless you're about to deck out. So, like, yeah. And, of course, you could... You know, the main card, I think it was, like, Terrace Cluster that just says suspend a... I mean, not suspend, but return a suspended Digimon to the bottom yeah. deck to discard all Digivolution sources. Still think that's a good card. Uh, as this needs to... It's one of those things of it depends on the meta. Yeah. So green is suspending a lot of stuff. It's very, very cheap to digivolve just naturally and with that digisorption ability. And as you say, it's a bit combat oriented with things like piercing. And I feel like green's fairly good at giving its Digimon power boosts as well. It's probably one of the better colors at pumping its own stuff up. Yeah, they have like, it, there's no, it's like you have the level fours. Um, and then you also have like, What's called? I forgot his name. I think it's one of the Terrier Online where you have a level five that can also do it. So even if you don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have these alternatives to just getting DP just for free, just by having your opponent having suspended Digimon. And if you know it's Digimon, you got to attack security, so they're going to probably have at least one Digimon suspended if they're being aggressive. Yeah. Cool. So green, a lot of strengths, obviously. Especially the cheap okay. digivolution, I feel like because that's a main mechanic of the game, the fact that green can kind of do it better than everybody else is a huge plus for green. Right. But it also has some weaknesses. Not many, if you're looking at the current meta. Maybe when you're staring down one of those OTK Kuagamon decks, you might be thinking, man, this thing is super stuff tough. But it does have some weaknesses. Uh so can you maybe run us through what are some of the things that green doesn't do as well? Okay, yeah, when it comes to weaknesses and everything, well, okay, well, this is like a double-edged sword. Green's main weakness that I believe is getting 
being the first color that's restricted to one. Uh, the ban list came out, and it's not really a ban list because, you know, there's only two cards that are restricted. There's nothing banned yet. But Hidden Potential Discovered and the uh, Ultimate, uh, the level 5 Aromon being limited to one. Uh, that's I felt like that was a really big hit. Yeah. And I it's when you play before like when you play play pre ban list, of course it's needed. Um because like even like when it when it was restricted, my friend you know, my me and my friend had a realization that every time I played Sarasmon Green, uh without you know, without the restrictions and everything, he would never be able to win <laughs> against it. Um he was playing like Red Omni yeah. and I was just like it was just a bad matchup, and then, like I would manage to get to Sarasmon, I would lock him out and not, not even let him get to a level six. Um, and I realized, oh yeah, huh? There is a reason it got restricted. <laughs> <laughs> like that makes sense now. Now that it, you know, he came out and told me, yeah, when it wasn't, I just didn't win. Like I just couldn't really get a chance. Uh, but you know, having it restricted to one, I feel like is kind of overkill, but at the same time, again, if it was maxed out, that is a problem. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things if like, you know, they'll figure it out as they go, as more sets come and everything, they might release it from the restriction list, so it's not that big of a deal. Um, and then like the and because of this restriction list, it's like the high digivolution cost of some of these boss monsters really stands out. Yeah. Now that we don't have hidden potential discovered at three or Argomon uh, level five Argomon at four. Um, it's starting to become more and more of a hassle to get to that boss monster because, like, you know, Hercules Copterimon from the trial deck for, for the Digivolve, you know what I'm saying? And, like, again, there's not a lot of ways for us to gain memory compared to other uh, other colors. Yeah, yeah. Our main, I think our main, our, no, we, I think we only have two ways to gain memory, actually. Um, I think it's in training Argomon. Yes. And then it's Ken. Ken from like set 1.5, release special booster set 1.5. And uh, uh, Stingmon. Stingmon. If you destroy a, your opponent's Digimon and survive, you gain one. Those are the only three Digimon that allow you to gain memory. And really, in um, th- there's a really situational too. It's not like in blue. Yeah. You've got Hammerspark, which is just, I'm holding on to this until I need it, and then I just play a card, and I just get an extra memory. But for green, it's re- you've got to jump through hoops. Like, the Argomon needs to unsuspend at the start of your turn to get you a memory. Right. Uh, Stingmon and Ken, I think, want you to have, have deleted to, uh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to survive, too. <laughs> you can't uh, delete uh, something and just die. Like, yeah. you have. So it's, like, one of those things of, like, if you want to get to that level if you want to get to that mega you have to delete something and survive so yeah. you're probably not going to swing with anything that has piercing if you really need that and everything you're going to probably try to swing with a level five into something else which kind of is rare and you have to waste some resources to do that and yeah no like i feel like that's the main thing too it's like digisorption only goes so far um and when you kind of limit the cards that were meant to remedy that of course again I'm not saying that it wasn't a problem. <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, uh, green was doing too good in JP and they realized, huh, people can just buy green cards and just be competitive for yeah. three sets. You know, that was a problem. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, but no, like, you know, because those are limited to one, there's not a lot of ways to, um, you know, digivolve 
and keep your turn. Yeah. Um, which is why, like, you know, when you have that, when you you still play those cards, of course, but it's like hidden potential discovered is so valuable when you're yeah. trying to go into like Nidhogg or um, go into Hercules, Kapiterimon, et cetera, et cetera. Definitely. And when you know you got those boss monsters, you really have to play these situational cards. It's not a choice anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And probably the other weakness I've noticed of green is that the card draw isn't quite as good. Like, obviously, you draw from Digivolving, but look at the cards. That's really it for green. It doesn't have a lot of effects that draw you cards, I've noticed. We got starter deck, Tentomon, that's one play. Reveal a green Digi... If the card's a green Digimon, Mm. then add it to your hand. If it's not, put it at the bottom of the deck. It's the best we got. <laughs> uh, and that'll be like, that'll be yeah. pretty often in a green deck where most of it is at green least, Digimon, but not all the time. You will occasionally whiff. There's those times where I hit a Mimi and I have to put it at the bottom. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh, well, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and then I think it's Wormmon, uh, but people didn't like Wormmon. I loved Wormmon. <laughs> I thought that Wormmon was the best card because it was the equivalent of Green's Tapiermon. But of course, not at Tentamon is here. You don't really yeah. run him at all. Uh, he's a rare from like set 1.5. I think he was like reveal the top three and then like add one level four or five. So he was like a combination of set 1.0 Palmon yeah. and then like set 1.0 Togamon, but in one level three card. So I just liked them a lot. <laughs> I've been debating on running them, <laughs> but there's not enough room yeah. in my current deck. Yeah, poor Wormon. Always getting a bit of a short, the short end. No, seriously. Stick. Like, it doesn't matter what <laughs> what it is. Wormon just gets the short end of the stick in the card game, in the show. Like, um, eh, like <laughs> just can't win. There's a reason his voice sounded all so mopey all the time. Like, he starts realizing everything in real life. Like, oh, man. I just keep losing at <laughs> <get> everything. <laughs> then you just see Vimon like, like <laughs> All right, so we've probably touched we've probably touched on this a bit when we were talking about hidden potential discovered. Uh, I wanted to ask you: Are there any staple cards in green? So, are, are there any cards that go in basically every deck, or you have to make a like a conscious choice not to include it because it's just that like it goes in everything? Oh yeah, no, yeah. Um, so one of them is Vegemon. So Vegemon, like I think set one point oh, release push best release. Yeah. Special booster set point oh. He's like a four a four play cost, one to Digivolve, and like six thousand GP. And that four play cost for a uh for is he like a I think he's a champion. Yeah. That four that play for cost of four is really important. Yeah. And everything. And it's like he was incorporated in like blue green rookie rush because of it, and it's still such a good card because if you brick, you know, he's your saving grace. Um, and if you don't play them, you really do have to have a good reason not to. <laughs> and then, of course, we talked about Ken. Um, Ken is still situational, but in certain decks, he is necessary. Uh, but, of course, Mimi might be the one card that you just need to have if you're a green player. Uh, it's a four-drop Mimi from 1.0, uh, and it allows you to basically hatch a Digi-Egg or raise a digi uh, Digimon from the, the raising area into the battle area if you have a level 5 or a higher uh, green Digimon in the battle area. Which is so good. So good. 
Um, and then you have like Tentamon from the starter deck. I know we just mentioned that. Like that's the most consistency we can ever get. Yeah. Um, better than Warmon, better than Palamon, better than Togemon. Reveal one card, and if it's an option or a like a white Digimon, like a Chaos Mon, you got to put it to the bottom or a Tamer. You yeah. Put it to the bottom. But since a lot of EN players don't play a lot of option cards anyway, it's fine. Um, you usually hit it. Like compared to JP, we don't play a lot of options and tamers at max. So, and I would say, even though they're set to one, hidden potential discovered <laughs> and ultimate level five Argomon are still necessary. You still have to make room for them. Oh yeah. Uh, Argo level five Argomon is basically the equivalent of like Angelomon because you're able to swarm the field and it feels so nice. When you swing and you use Argomon's effect to play a Tentamon for free <laughs> and immediately search, you just plus, you just plus yeah. for free. It's great. I oh. think the last card I would think say is necessary is, gosh, it's, it's a, it's a hard decision to like say all the, I don't want to give a laundry list, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't want to um, go too far in and feel like you're just saying like, okay, so when you're building green, yeah. this is what it has to be. <laughs> I want to say in training, Argomon level two because yeah, that is really good. That's it's really good, especially since again our boss monsters cost a lot, mm-hmm. and starting having a Mimi out and starting at four memory at the beginning of the turn is so so helpful. Like you don't know how easy it is to go from level three all the way to um what's called all the way to like just mega because again you can run blossom on you can go literally level three tentamon into veggie and then digisorption go into blossom then you can just spend three to go into like grand quad or something else that costs three and still have your turn you know so being at four is just a really good number in green yeah just starting off at four memory. Yeah. And, um, and I think that'll be it. Well, personally, I would add on, and I don't play a lot of green, but this is just from what I've observed. I think in a lot of colors, you'll play at that level sort of, that level five slot, you'll play something a bit cheaper to Digivolve, especially if you're really dependent on those level sixes, which you usually are. And I find that oh, yeah. in green, that slot, like, there's a lot of level fives in green that just cost two. So that slot will usually go to... I feel like Blossomon fits in a lot of places because it's free to Digivolve into a level five, so long as you've got something else out. And even then, you can suspend itself. And, like, yeah. spending two yeah. to get to your level five versus getting to your level five for free and then spending that memory on going straight into your level six, your mega, your boss monster. I feel like that can be really good and... Is something you want in a lot of decks, probably not everything. And I think with all of these staple cards, we should say they don't necessarily go in every deck. These are just the cards that, like, they go in a lot of decks. They go in most. But you can definitely not include them. So, like, Blossomon, Blossomon really took over because Argomon got limited to one. Yeah. So it's one of those things of, like, because of the uh, restriction list, Blossomon just said, yeah, okay, I need to get to my boss monster. This has to be at four because Argomon level five can't be. Oh, yeah. If you had yeah. access to four Argomon level five, you would definitely go for I don't that think you were Blossomon, right. But... 
Yeah, I don't, yeah, I think Blossomon would just become obsolete if if that ever happens. If Argomon level five gets back off the restriction list, I feel like no one would run Blossomon anymore unless it's a Digisorption deck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, one thing I've noticed as I've been looking through the colors for this kind of series is that, you know, we've got our kind of standard ratios of cards that we include, but they mm-hmm. kind of tend to differ a little bit between colors. Probably um, purple is the big outlier where your ratios are kind of all over the place compared to what you usually run. But I think each color has its own sort of like number of different things you want to play. So for green, what would you say are the ratios that you're tending to use? So uh, I would say, um, I would say like basically nine, nine ultimates level yeah. fives. Like, I feel like that's the most common one, uh, especially like the meta changes, of course. Yeah. But it seems like the most consistent thing with green is you always want to run nine level fives so that you don't, that you either just don't brick, uh, and like, I feel like in green the level sixes really do matter more than every other color. So I think that's like one of those like safety net of just nine uh, nine level fives. Yeah. Uh, one of which, of course, being Argomon, that was limited to one. Um, but even if it wasn't, you still would probably want to run nine. I've seen like a lot of people run that extra cherry mon because of yeah. that too. Is because having that level five blocker that can attack as well as not lose memory. Yeah. Similar, you know, I'm like, you know, the level four blockers and everything is really cool. And it seems like right now in the meta, it seems like 15 level threes is just the way to go. Yeah. Um, and since we have starter deck Tentamon, it's not a bad, you know, so 15. Level threes, it just seems like the newest thing that everybody's doing, which I, I completely agree with. You know, there's no mulligans in this game. So <laughs> you have to just play what you got, you know? Yeah, you want to make um, sure you're hitting those level threes as early on as possible. Right. And it also seems to be just two tamers. Uh, no, no more three tamers. It just seems to be like the magic number for tamers is just two of. Um, okay. I don't think a lot of people are running three anymore in a lot of decks. Yeah. No one's running three tamers anymore. Well, to my knowledge, no one's running three tamers <laughs> in competitive green decks. Yeah, I guess they're, they're useful, but they don't, like, you don't necessarily want to have a bunch of them on the board. It's more that just when that one turns up, you're kind of set. Yeah. So you if you get another it. one in your hand. It's like, do you really play it, or yeah. are you just playing it just a memory choke or something like that, or get them to three because nothing else is doing anything? Like, after you get that first one, it's kind of a dead card, depending on the situation. Yeah. No, that makes sense, the two tamers. And as you said, oh. in English, not a lot of option cards. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, for a fact, everybody's playing at least one hidden potential <laughs> discovered, but even Flower Cannon... It's been replaced with needle spray, and people are only running needle spray at two. And I've been seeing people run it at one, and then running one, one needle spray and one hidden potential discovered. Because with the current meta, it's not really necessary. It's like you have so many. You have Lilamon that's able to suspend Digimon. You have Hercules Kabuterimon that's able to suspend Digimon by Digibursting. 
Uh, and then you have like Nidhogg that suspends everything with 5,000 DP or less and just bottom decks everything that's suspended on the field, period, you know? Yeah. So it's like option cards really aren't too much necessary. You don't want to fill it up with option cards. And also thanks to Tentamon being in your deck in general, you really don't want to be running 10 option cards and everything. I feel like option cards are mainly for purple. <laughs> like, like with green, it's just like, eh, we can. <laughs> if we want, we can. Yeah. Yeah, you mostly want those bodies on the board, I think. Yeah, you want to overrun your opponents. You just want to make sure that your opponent understands that if they don't put block blocker down, they might lose. Yeah. <laughs> okay, That's so, the most important part. Yeah. So at the time that this episode is going to be coming out, uh, we'll be on the verge of getting the new set, Battle for mm-hmm. Omni. But when we're recording it now, we're kind of in the middle of Great Legend. So listeners at home, take this with a grain of salt because these decks will probably soon become a bit of a different list and it's too early on in the process for us to start talking about Great Legend probably. So for start talking about Battle for Omni, sorry. But for Great Legend, what are some of the strongest green decks going around? What's topping the meta for green at the moment? Oh, at the moment, a great legend is just green OTK, yeah. uh, which consists of promo Grand Cool Agumon, which basically says Digiburst two, and uh, give one of your opponent give one of your Digimon, not your opponent. That would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> give one of your Digimon a security attack plus one, uh, and of course you couple that with uh, the promo Palmon, which says if this unit is Digiburst and everything, give one of your Digimon jamming. Yeah. So now you don't even have to worry about having the DP uh, unless you're just trying to swing over something, of course. Um, and it also runs Chaos Mon, which is a white Digimon, but can Digivolve from both green as well. Either green or a black Digimon yeah. that has piercing and can swing into an unsuspended Digimon. So, like, that's the main, that's the main strategy, at least. You know, Digiburst a lot with Grand Kuagumon, get that plus security, preferably get jamming, swing yeah. into security for a lot of security attacks, and then just Digivolve into Chaos Mon, unsuspend with its effect, and swing into one of your opponent's, like, unsuspended Digimon that you know for a fact they're trying to turn into their level 6 and turn into their boss monster and just get rid of it early, and then de- delete the rest of your opponent's security and have them be on defensive next turn and try to salvage uh, just getting their security destroyed. Um, and then, like, I think a secondary deck, it, it's it's weird. It's like Hercules Kapiterimon starter deck. It does the exact same thing as Green OTK, Grand Kuagumon. It's just that it focused more on piercing instead of getting a lot of yeah. security attacks. You still run Chaos Mon. You still swing into your opponent's Digimon a lot. It's just really control heavy. It's just, yeah. it's one of those things where you don't have immediately like five security attacks. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Not a lot of sense so, to yeah. as a red player who loves to have as many security attacks as possible, but it makes a certain kind of sense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, they do, they, they dang near do the same thing. I'm just being honest. <laughs> they do. 
It's just <laughs> one of them just says, I just don't want my opponent to have a good time at all. Like <laughs> Brutal. And I feel like you're seeing a lot of Nidhogmon as well, or a bit. I think it was probably more yeah, prevalent in Japan maybe than it has been in English, but it's still around. It's still doing work. Like Nidhogmon is like completely just a two of or a three of in almost every set four deck. Yeah. Um and it's like it the weird part is like in JP they just had four Nidhogmon. It had it'd be a Nidhogmon deck. Over here it's just it's playing you can't run you just can't not run it as a two of, at least. You know? Uh if you're playing green in set four, you just have to run two Nidhogg because it's too good not to. Yeah. It's just one of those things of like Ian being really different from JP in the sense of uh, not having its own deck per se. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Yeah, and at at the moment, at time of this recording, green is um, those are the best uh, green decks, and green's doing pretty well. Like I'll often see tournament results. You know, um, yellow wall gray mod is kind of the boogeyman at the moment, but I feel like I see a lot of green in the topping tournaments uh, and getting up there as well. It's like um, yellow is like the gatekeeper. If you can't yeah. beat yellow or gray mod, you can't be meta. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I, I yeah, hope that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> um, and green does a really good job. Green OTK does a really good job of checking yellow or gray mod. It all depends on the pilot, though. Like I've seen, um, like Gaia Force Gaming have been topping a lot with green, uh, and then I've seen like Hoang Hoang Zero, I think too, has been topping with green a lot. Uh, but yeah, no, like it's it's so like a rock paper scissors meta. It's not like you know yellow isn't tier zero. It's just the easiest to run, yeah. and green kind of just requires you to think smart and play smart. You can't just put all your eggs in one ba- basket. Um, you have to be able to, to adapt. Yeah. And that's why, well, that's the reason why I'm just saying that you don't see it that much, yeah. as much as yellow, because of the uh, the complexity of it. It's not as no-brain as, <laughs> um, like, you know, Rookie Rush or something like that. You actually have to be like, wait, hold on a minute. Let me think this out. And that sometimes scares competitive players away. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes, but, just sometimes. But if you're the kind of player who kind of likes that sort of puzzle aspect control. of trying to figure out how to like control a bit and how to do the most with what you've got ahead of you, and if you like having to adapt rather than sort of playing the same way every time, no matter what's across from you, I would say look into green. It does a lot of that cool stuff. It can be a bit controly. It can be a bit, you know, uh, smash face. It's it's a flexible it's, color in that way. It's a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Just I don't like you. <laughs> it's the Swiss Army knife of just I'm about to make sure you're having a bad game. <laughs> it, it can be very frustrating to play against. We don't see it as I've much been anymore, told that. But uh, Puppetmon back in the day was um, bane of my existence. Which is I, that, uh, okay, it was my favorite thing. My friend, my coin. <laughs> it was just like he was just like. If you don't have an answer to Puppet Mind, you might as well just go to sleep and expect to <laughs> just go to sleep, take a nap, and you might just want to just take that L afterwards and just go to sleep. And I was just like, dang, you're right. If you really, you need an answer yeah. to Puppet Mind. It was like, 
one point set one point five. It was just so prevalent. And if you didn't have an answer in your hand, or if you couldn't draw into one, yeah, you might as well just take a nap. <laughs> like <laughs> you're not getting, you're stun locked, especially if they have multiple in their hand, and you're just getting stun locked almost every single turn. It's just like, oh well, oh. did he just do Puppet Mon four times? <laughs> well, guess I lose. <laughs> like, yeah. The... But it's always a good feeling when you were able to win win after successfully getting unstunned, I guess. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So thanks again for coming on and having a chat to us about green. Hopefully for the listeners at home it's been really enlightening to hear, you know, the color talked about in this level of detail and it helps people when they're building their decks, when they're trying to figure out maybe what color they want to play or if they've decided on a color um learning a bit more about how to make it run and how to get the most out of it so right no yeah i trust me again green is so good it's <laughs> it's so much fun and plus you had to think about it like this too it is a little bit more cost effective compared to uh, yeah. red and blue red and blue have like the most expensive cards and everything and especially since we got hit with the limited limited to one yeah. Hidden Potential Discover and, like, Argomon Level 5 aren't that expensive. They're <laughs> in almost every deck, but they're not, like, yeah. $50 or anything, you know? So And you only need one of them anyway, so, like... Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Picks itself, yeah. Yeah, so I think apart from the promo Palmon, really the core green deck that's quite good is, yeah, fairly cheap. Like, as you said, you can build a pretty good version using a lot of the starter deck cards, like... That really surprised me, too, because it was like, dang, Grand Kuwagumon, the boss monster of Green OCK, well, basically the boss monster of Green OCK, yeah. is still cheaper than Promo Palmon. Like, <laughs> and, well, and regular Chaos Mon. If it's not alternate art, regular yeah. Chaos Mon is cheaper than Promo Palmon. <laughs> All right. So, so, even a level 7. Even a level 7. Well, it is, yeah. it is just a rare, which is nice. Like makes it easier it does just saying <laughs> so if our listeners wanted to get in contact with you or see some of your stuff Devin, uh where should they be looking uh mainly on youtube i'm not really on twitch or anything i'm yeah. on uh, devs utopia one word on youtube i'm there almost all the time if you want to keep up to date with uh what i whatever i got going on you can always follow me on twitter at again devs utopia i'm really good at branding so I like <laughs> almost everything that you can find me on. It's just Dev Utopia, one word. Uh, the only other thing that I really have going on is uh, the Yugimon's Winamat tournament that I'm helping out, helping to try to like not really host. Yeah. Uh, it's like so my co-host on my on the Tamer Talk podcast, uh, Infusion. He's hosting a tournament, and I'm just basically helping out as much as possible and promoting. The tournament nice. uh, when set five releases we're planning on just having like a 60 player tournament with like a affordable um i think like five we're thinking about five dollar entry yeah. uh and just trying to give packs out like pet packs of set five to like the top 16 players and then like top three will get like a custom uh play mat will either buy the yugimon's discord servers like logo and then like first person comes in first place will be able to choose their favorite Digimon and we'll put it on playmat and send it to them. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Like that's the only, that's the only major 
thing that's going on right now. So if you really do want to even just enter in that, just go to my YouTube and like just keep up to date. Just I'll make sure to post a video when signups are open as well. So yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll get those details off of you. And as I said, this will be released a bit later, but um people listening now, you will notice that a couple of weeks ago I put up a bunch of links to dev stuff. That's why. <laughs> nice. Thank you. The the time travel of recording ahead of time. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah no, like you know what I'm saying? It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Editing is so great because you can just be a time traveler and no one would know. But yeah. <laughs> thank you for the for the for running this tournament. It will be slash is slash was a great time. Yeah. Oh man, Devin from the past. Don't worry don't worry, Devin for the future, just don't ruin it. Okay, cool. Like past <laughs> uh, future, whichever one. Yeah. Alrighty guys, you've heard enough out of us now. We would like to hear from you. Uh Dev, we do a listener question every week. I don't know if you I'm springing this on you. I don't know if you have anything you wanted to ask the listeners at home. Otherwise I've got something in the back pocket. Oh, uh, okay. My only my only thing. Yeah would be what is your favorite level three art like artwork just oh okay because you gotta realize every level three level three is where, where bandai has the most fun yeah. it's not an action shot with just the digimon it's always something going on in the background or someone's helping someone or like in like tintamon's case he's just drinking juice <laughs> and just chilling out but nice. there's like someone fighting in the background of him but like yeah what's your favorite like level three art. Oh, I would love to hear that. For my part, just because it's probably the uh, guy red starter deck Argumon, mostly because I think it's such a great piece of art. The colors really pop. Like it's a red card, but it's got that blue sky, the green grass. So the colors are really quite vibrant. It's like an action shot of Argumon charging forward. And it was. I think the very first piece of art I saw for the game, and when I saw it, I was like, wow, this game looks good. I better check it out to see if it, like, lives up to the promise of that artwork. So for the fact that that's the card that kind of drew me into trying to find out more about the game, I would say that, yeah, that argument is probably up there. Do you have a favorite? Yeah, uh, one of mine is, like, the in-training, uh, like, Demi Vimon, where there's, like, one... There's like another baby Digimon biting on Demi Vimon's like <laughs> tail, and they're like having yeah. fun. Like, I don't know why. I just like the, I like the cute artwork uh, as as many times as I can see it. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. like a lot of green Digi eggs too, where it's like I think it was like Minomon or somebody like protecting another Digimon from getting bullied yeah. and like they're crying. Like, it, but I just love all the cute stuff in the in training wow. uh, Digimon artwork. And I love how they always include the the baby version as well. It's like a nice little detail. Oh, yeah. That like explains why we start at level two instead of level one. It's like, well, we can't start at level one. Look at this guy. He's not going to fight. He's, he's doing absolutely he's like... nothing. Like, yeah, he's doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> or he's just hanging out with the in-training version. So. Alrighty. So tweet your answers to that question at me or post them in our memory gauge Facebook group. We'd love to hear your thoughts about that, about those artworks. 
Uh, if you have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, tweet at me at Connor EFMG or email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, Memory Gauge Podcast. I am always happy to hear from you guys, listeners. New episodes come out each and every week, so make sure that you're following the Memory Gauge Podcast on your podcast service of choice so you can stay up to date. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge, logging out. <laughs>